and uh, good morning, everyone. And uh, well, welcome back uh, to another edition of the Men's Mental Health Show. We've been away. Uh, well, I've been away certainly for the last uh, six weeks. Um, I'm joined today by uh, my regular uh, sidekick and uh, good friend, uh, Bodie Marson. Say good morning for us, Bodes. Welcome to all. Uh, to sort of talk about today, although we weren't uh, expecting to be on air today. Uh, we were meant to uh, start back next week, but I've decided to, to come back to um, the mountains a week earlier uh, to this lovely cold weather. I've been in Ballina for the last five weeks. It's been 24 degrees, sorry wow. to, to rub that in, mountaineers. Um, and uh, I was doing my pain management course this morning and I saw the five faces on the Zoom meeting and, and I noticed that I did have a tan, so there's a little bit more of a, a rub in for you all. Um, he's, re he's really laying it on, isn't he, uh, <laughs> listeners, you know? Um, yeah, he's got a tan too, it's all right. He's got a big grin from side to side, but he says, I've been in the heat while we've been shivering down here. <laughs> <laughs> and I see that the next week or so, there's about three or four cold fronts to come through. So uh, it's gonna be uh, an interesting time to say the least. Absolutely. Um, a couple of things I wanted to mention, obviously is uh, show sponsors, um, uh, Mounties Group, uh, Dale Hunt um, and uh, and the group Mounties group down there at uh, Mount Pritchard have agreed to continue to sponsor our show, which is terrific news and mm. um, and, and show uh, their support behind uh, men's mental health and mental health uh, as a rule. Uh, so I appreciate that. Of course, my good friend Noel Pope and uh, the the local Lawson community down there at the post office. Um, you guys are awesome. Uh, I'm catching up with Noel this afternoon. He's, he loves mountain biking. He's going away. I think he's got a, a big ride he's doing in mm. September. So I'm catching up with him at uh, a track that he's building down down the hill somewhere. He didn't say exactly where, but uh, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to that at two o'clock, the Sarvo. Um, also, another thing which we should have done, as I mentioned to you in the car park, it's uh, Vietnam Veterans Day today. Yes. So <coughs> a big uh, hello to our good friend, uh, Blue Phillips, and to all uh, Vietnam veterans. Um, yeah, we should have perhaps given Blue a call, but it wasn't until I just pulled into the car park that I realised that. So if you're out there, Blue, all the best for today, mate, and appreciate everything uh, you've given to this country. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, um, Annette worked with a Vietnam vet. Um, um, as She's an art therapist, um, and um, she uh, was... Uh, incredibly moved by the stories uh, this, uh, this gentleman reflected on um, in, by being in Vietnam and, and the challenges of um, soldiering um, in that environment, and, but also the challenges of coming back into Australia at the time um, and, and the ambivalence that he was received um, by the public, you know, because Vietnam had turned out in the end to be a question um, in many, many people's minds, you know, what right did we have to, uh, to, to be in that theatre of mm -hmm. war? Mm -hmm. um, uh, but also the, um, the challenges of um, shooting and being shot at, um, you know, <laughs> weighed heavily on this guy in terms of his mental health. Yeah. And he had, um, you know, many challenges to actually sort of deal with that. And he was working through his art um, uh, in, in, in order to actually manage that um, constant sort of sense of threat that um, PTSD leaves yeah. you with, that uh, hypervigilance wow. and that sort of stuff. And, and some, you know, Annette wrote a chapter uh, in a book um, with his artwork, and his artwork is 
extraordinarily powerful mm. and beautiful and descriptive. Um, and in it, he was able, to, in the end, to um, you know, to uh, live a life with a reasonable sense of himself through the recovery of that work. Um, and many Vietnam vets, um, so many stories I've been told about mm. the you know the vets have been permanently marked by the experience, yeah. and in a sense have had to manage those marks, those wounds, those um, legacies yeah. um, uh, in in their life. Um, with uh, some of them were successful and became resilient, and and some um, always forever remained in, in a struggle. Mm, more um, so than you know, not, with, too. I imagine. with those symptoms. Yeah. More so, more so than not, of, of those yes. that struggled or that came home. And that, yeah, yeah. and as you say, I, I think we're seeing, not to the extent, but we're seeing a little bit of that now. I think, you know, what's going on with COVID. Um, yes. You know, these, uh, particularly in America, with the you know the divided states of America, I, I refer to it now. It's um, sure. it's quite sad when it's a time if ever we should all be coming as one. And I think that um, that's what was required when our veterans returned from Vietnam. Yes. Um, particularly uh, when they weren't conscripted, uh, these guys put their hand up um, yep. to do what they thought was right. Um, and, and, you know, to go there and, and often to fight an enemy you can't see. I yes. can't imagine that. I mean, it's no. nothing compared to, to say, what's going on and, and, and the technology, if you like, of what we've got today or what they use today, um, you know, as opposed to Iraq in a desert or Afghanistan. But, to, you know, they were extremely resilient. Um, the Viet Cong, weren't they? They were, oh, they, they were but, you know, this, this soldier uh, told um, Annette... Um, you know, we weren't well resourced with food or water, unlike the Americans who had constant supply drops. And so, mm -hmm. in order to, to drink, we used to um, uh, suck the dew off off the foliage in the in the jungle. But that nobody told us that this goddamn stuff had been sprayed by ancient uh, uh, Agent, Agent Orange. Orange. And um, uh, um, and so a lot of Vietnam vets got sort of significant cancers as uh, later in and, life. Uh, yeah, 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 later in life. Mm -hmm. um, but they were often in the dark around the sort of realities of, mm. of um, um, you know, what was going on. And, um, you know, Lyndon Johnson um, told uh, p uh, people um, around the Vietnam conflict, we will not tell our folks back home what, what's really going on. Mm. So mm. a lot of the stuff was conducted in secrecy, mm. yeah. Mm. So um, complicated <coughs> piece of our, our recent history mm. and Vietnam vets, um, um, came back into a, a situation um, which uh, alienated them even further from families and from um, networks of support. So it was a lonely time for many of them. Mm. So well done to those guys yeah. and women, you know, who um, you know participated in that uh, struggle and that fight and that story that's part of Australian yeah. story, um, and also struggled when they came back. And um, for those of you who, um, um, you know. In the end, still have m much of a story to tell. Um, you know, I'm always encouraging people to mm. tell their stories. In fact, I was thinking today as I was coming up to the station here, um, I've done some work in a men's group. Um, I was a member of a men's group. I haven't got so much out of it. So I'm saying to, to, to vets or anybody, any men out there, mm. if you want to form a group and you, and you want some preliminary hand to actually sort of think about how to do that, ring up Spillo, and I'll give you as much uh, time as I can to make sure that you get some basic understandings of what a group would look like, how you could run it, 
um, how you could pr protect yourselves from um, the challenges of being in a group and how you, how you learn to grow and thrive by telling stories. Yeah. It's, a, it's a universal right. It's, it's a absolutely universal right to tell our stories. Yeah. So I'm, uh, that's my offer today is uh, you want to set up a group? I'll, I'll resource you. I'll give you some time well, well, if and ideas. I can also give, I'll give out both our numbers. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bode's, uh, Bode Marzen, of course, um, he's a, a psychotherapist based in Wentworth Falls um, and Bode's uh, number is 0424 416-969. Uh, you can also hear the show back, uh, which I'll get to in a moment. Uh, my number is 0404 Zero four zero four zero double seven triple six. Please feel free to message me throughout the show should you have any questions. And I want to move on to something just quickly now, which um, uh, to say I've been overwhelmed is an understatement. And, and during um, uh, my good friend Claire has been doing uh, tirelessly uh, an enormous amount of work um, for the men's mental health show. She has managed to edit. Um, each program, all 30-something episodes. Wow. Um, the shows are now on several platforms, um, including Spotify, um, I think um, iHeartRadio, iTunes. Um, there's uh, another one uh, on Anchor. Um, so it, it's pretty much across all the platforms now for podcasts. Wow. We've wow. picked up listeners, uh, Algeria, uh, Hong Kong, We've got a very uh, a good listener that we've, he's come out from Hong Kong who's, who's been listening to most of the episodes. Wow. Um, and we've created a forum that, of course, you can contact or communicate mm -hmm. with us through that. And if you've got a question uh, that you'd like uh, to, to have answered by Bodhi or any other member of the men's mental health team, please, by all means, uh, send that um, question across through to us. Um, yeah. Any, any response? Absolutely, Spillo, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, any questions um, that you can give me and I can study and think about um, and draw deeply on sort of, you know, my knowledge base um, and we'll, we'll provide an answer, absolutely. Yeah. We'll provide our, our thoughts on that significant question. Um, yeah, so right on, take yeah. it up. And, 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 and for anyone that's uh, a new listener, thank you and, and welcome. But, um, you know, it, it's an, an honour to have... Uh, members such as Bodie, particularly yourself, uh, your knowledge uh, across all forms of mental health um, and, uh, the, the, you know, the, the way uh, you're, that you go about therapy or, or um, uh, psychotherapy, I guess, as opposed to uh, different forms, I think is the most effective. Um, and I, I live with bipolar too, and I can tell you now over the last six years, I've done a lot of therapy with different forms of psychologists and psychiatrists and... Um, um, and from what I've heard from the people I've spoken to, it's exceptional. And you only have to hear what Bodhi's got to offer. So do take him up on that. Um, I think it's a, a very kind and, and loving thing to do to offer that help uh, to groups and to anybody that has a question. Absolutely. So thanks, Bodhi. No worries. Um, and, of course, we have uh, some pretty exciting guests coming up. But uh, what's, what's gotten me most, folks, is uh, the website. We now have a website for the Men's Mental Health Show and... Uh, We've managed to land the domain name mensmentalhealthshow.com. So uh, put that down in, um, uh, and, yeah, and th there's a lot of things that will be added to that of op upcoming shows. Uh, it gives you an insight about each member of the show. We have uh, um, a, 
Indigenous elder, uh, David King, uh, David King, the King I call him, an, an exceptionally uh, entertaining, funny man, um, but very well knowledge uh, as far as what's going on in and around uh, the local flora and fauna, uh, as well as many other things. Um, and in the walk and talk, we've got, uh, of course, David King, who, who does the Welcome to Country, uh, but that's run by the chief, uh, yep. uh, Gary Sims, uh, who comes on uh, at least once a month. Um, and Catherine Jean, who's uh, yeah. a naturopath. Um, uh, she's also, um, uh, uh, what is, it's too, um, Oh, it's on the website. But Catherine uh, Jean's uh, down there at uh, Hawkesbury Radio, and she'll be joining us in a couple of weeks. Um, we've also got some mix, and of course, our good friend Blue, the yes, general. The, the general. The, the general, of course. Uh, so it's, there's a lot of information there, but um, I want to talk about now um, just how exciting, uh, and before we get to Matt Tongs, uh, of what's coming up, we have got, and, and this is, owed to Claire as well, some exceptional shows. So um, do uh, keep your space free between 11 and 12.45 on a Tuesday. If not, you can hear back, as I mentioned, on, on the Facebook pages, Bradley Spillane or the Men's Mental Health Show on Facebook or across any of those platforms. Um, but we've got a couple of international speakers. We've got a returned uh, Afghan veteran, uh, Iraq and Afghan veteran, uh, the international, one of the speakers we have is a chap called Nick Newling, who's a local fellow. Um, he's done talks, I, I think, uh, in, in the UK, in the US. Wow. Um, and, and he's now living in Lura. Um, wow. He obviously can't go anywhere, but um, yes. lost his brother to uh, suicide, sadly. And uh, his mum has written a, a, an amazing book and, and talks very well herself, and, and they live in Lura as well. Um, uh, there's a write-up about that in regards to the book. I actually had a post put up on, mm. on the pages. Mm. Mm. Um, it's a good read. Um, I do recommend it. And um, uh, get on board with that. Make sure that... Uh, I think Nick's coming on... Oh, dear. Um, 11th? Around there. But it, it, the itinerary will be up. We've got Craig Ball, who's the Afghan veteran. Um, as I said, we've got... Um, uh, David King, who's coming on next week with us. Mm. That's going to be a great mm. show, actually. Mm. Uh, so we've got, uh, we've got. Uh, I'm expecting uh, the chief to join us as well. So we're going to have a full studio. Full setup, yeah, yeah. And Matt Tonks will be joining oh, us as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, an enormous thanks to you, Claire, uh, and nothing would be possible. The amount of uh, work, as I said, that you've put in, it's, uh, it, it doesn't go unnoticed, and I'm sure that anybody that is listening or tuning in will see if you get to the mensmentalhealthshow.com. Uh, there's a lot of great information there for you. Um, don't forget to, as I said, to, to get in contact should you need to chat to anyone, of course, to see your GP or get in contact with Bodes. Um, and, and start to develop that um, network of a, a mental health plan is what we like to call it, uh, should things be going tough. Um, I'm, I'm always up for a chat. It, I often, I, I've been up since 1.30 this morning. I had some discomfort okay. uh, through, well. my, through my right mandible. So, uh, you know, a lot of blokes who can't sleep, if you want to call, just feel free to call me. If you can't get onto Lifeline, I'm sure you can, you can but um, I'm always up for a chat as well. Um, now, my good mate, he, he thought he might come on today, but he's decided to go down to Bigger. He's got a property down there in the country. Um, and, of course, we're talking about uh, 
the world class, and I mean that. I'm not just saying that because he's part of the team, but he is, uh, we're, and we are so fortunate to have such an incredible talent uh, in Matt Tonks, the singer-songwriter that we have here in Katoomba. Uh, I, I believe you saw Matt on Saturday night. Yes, there I did. Give, at, give at, um, at the Avalon, um, the mus- uh, uh, Megan Benson from Music Hunter had put on... Um, an arrangement or a show, you know, with uh, Avalon um, limited, of course, to 1.5 um, metres gap between sort of punters. So um, that didn't stop me from, um, you know... <laughs> I heard. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. Matt said you got right into it. <laughs> I did get right into the music. And the reason why I got into the music, it's all original work. Um, but Matt reflects and sings and talks... Um, and plays music on the basis of what he's experienced, you know, those events in life that have impacted him deeply, Mm. Um, you know, and and they're about love, uh, um, life's challenges, um, getting caught up in in difficult thinking, um, Mm. finding your pathways to uh, resolution, um, to re-emergence into the light, Mm. Um, and you know, there's that real sense that um, that the music is is more than it's not about entertainment. It's actually about being moved. It's about being moved emotionally. It's about connection. It's about opening up your compassion pores um, in order to in order to join mm. um, together as a community. Um, and, uh, and, I just, and I just love that, that. I mean, that's what music has always been well, yeah, about pulling people together, isn't it? And about that's saying, right. It's this is artist. what's going on for me, what's going on for you. I mean, let's sing together, community choirs, all that sort of stuff. There's such a rich yeah. um, journey in music. Um, and I think Matt reflects that. And I was, and, but he's also such a consummate um, musician. His guitar playing, his picking um, is dense. Um, and, and the surprising departures from the form of the song, and suddenly you're going, what was that? That was interesting. I yeah. like that musical hook that he's just dropped in there. Yeah. So he's got such a grasp of his, um, his musicianship. So every now and then I'd, I'd woo, you know, the whole <laughs> would come out of me, you know. Um, uh, and I, and um, uh, because I was moved, um, not only because I know him, but because um, I had an appreciation of the work over many, many years that he's put into his playing um, and his expression. And, and he's, he is that. Um, you, you can yeah. feel every emotion, yeah, I think, absolutely. that he's, he's, he's trying to get across. As you say, it's a journey. And, and the story that he tells through his music, um, if there's not something in one song, there is certainly for you in another. Yes. Um, it, it's something that you can all relate to. But I, I often refer to him as the term, he bleeds, for me. He bleeds. I, I, he okay. bleeds. You, you, you know, some musicians sing... Uh, mm. It's a job. Mm-hmm. Some some sing from the throat. Some sing from the diaphragm. He he bleeds from the heart for me, Matt, and yeah. it, it hits my heartstrings. I I get I get goosebumps. He he he's left me at times whilst doing the show in absolute tears, as well as the other guests. And other times he can have you laughing, you know, yes, and 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 you know even getting involved in his music. Yes. Um, but it it's certainly. Um, you know, uh, I think it, that is, that's a talent in itself to be able to connect with everybody at some point in a room. And ultimately, that's what a real artist is. Absolutely. You know? And look, I was watching the other people who were in the audience and, 
everybody was moved, everybody was engaged in, in the music. So um, this is not just me riffing and... and no, um, you know, you're a passionate man, Toe. Well, yeah, I, um, I, sort of own, I own a certain amount of excitement, <laughs> enthusiasm for sort of existence, um, absolutely. But I also have my moments of... Um, um, you know, of collapse or disintegration or sort of falling apart or unsure or, you know, all that sort of stuff. I'm not always um, 100 mile an hour or, or, or excited by life. Mm. But in a sense, I think, you know, what Matt is saying um, is uh, that everything changes. You know, sometimes we're full of anxiety. Other times, you know, we're sitting in optimism. Um, other times where there's a freedom in our heart and, uh, and other times we feel shut down, locked down. Mm. Um, mm. Everything's a continuum. Um, but if we keep, f and his poem represents following the sun, let the sun, let mm. the light fall mm. on you. And I think um, um, that too is, is a part of his genius. Is yeah. He keeps situating himself n not only with his feeling response to life but mm. also what's around him. Mm. You know, mm. um, the, Obviously, the people um, and the light and the sun, um, and yeah. um, you know, I just think that's a uh, you know he's grounded. In, yes, in, in that regard. that's a terrific word for me. He's grounded. He, he, yeah. he he really is one grounded human. Yeah, he, and you know, I, I mean, I, for me, he's like a big brother for me. I've, wow, and that's gorgeous. You know, and, and, and it, 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 yeah. it truly is, and and that goes for yourself and 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 Blue. I you know, I've, yeah. it feels like family. But Matt, I, I really feel I've connected. Uh, particularly with him this year. It's been a tough year for him. It was a very, very tough day he had before that gig. Um, yes. And it's not easy that if you have a tough day, particularly when there's something that, you know, I won't ha say what happened, but um, it would be difficult, particularly what he went through on that day, to, for anyone to get up and perform. Um, he's a pretty hard uh, uh, judgment on himself, I think. Um, but you know, I, I take my hat off to the guy. I mean, I just admire him. I think I, I yeah. love the bloke. I really do. And um, and 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 before we get to it, I, I, I do recommend if you want to hear any of his music, just um, yeah, or get involved or buy any of his stuff, I, you can go to iTunes. He's got some albums on there, and it's they're bloody good buys. Um, he wrote us a poem. I don't know if he wrote it uh, for us, but he he shared a poem um, mm, mm. the other day, which you and I have both received yeah and uh you asked him if he'd be okay i did if, and he said sure so would you be good Absolutely. enough for us to to just share that now this is something that matt tonks uh, uh the chap local muso uh singer songwriter he's uh, put together for us i woke to the sun it's light filling the horizon it's orb leaping into sight stirring the heart striking the eyes so recently attuned to darkness its radiant touch on my face, whispering life, beckoning live. To every flower that turns its face upwards, to every bird that rings out the change to morning, to every creature that stretches out in its warmth, to every mind that asks, how do I do all this again? Rise, toil, make, do be the sun asks no questions. The sun answers only yes in its ceaseless journey onwards and bids us only follow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well done, Matt. Well done, Matt.
Welcome back um, uh, to the Men's Mental Health Show. You're with uh, your host, Bradley Spillane, Spillo, if you uh, prefer, and, uh, of course, Bodie Marson, or the Boadster. Um, the Boadster. <laughs> <laughs> normally nicknames are things you don't like, so, um, you know, just that's what mates or boys do. Um, and just uh, during the break, I, I, I've received a couple of texts. Um, the, uh, during the trip I, I went on, I went uh, out to Dubbo, mm. uh, and of course I went up to Coonabarabran through Gunnedah to Tamworth and then up to Tenterfield, and I saw some complete, it, it just extremely sad devastation through what this COVID has done to these smaller communities, particularly yes. Coonabarabran and um, Gunnedah, if you like. Um, you know, more than half of the towns are closed down. Um, mm. You know, mm. family businesses, and you're talking mortgages. Uh, you know, it's it's very very sad to see that. But um, whilst on the drive, we saw a couple of blue trees, which of course the chief and, and I have spoken about. Um, uh, I, I also saw uh, these trees a, a couple of years ago when I was in WA and. Um, um, the, the Blue Tree Project was started by a sister of, of, uh, of a man who was, uh, lost, she lost her brother uh, to suicide. It was particularly unfortunate because he'd only just been released from hospital twice in, in one day. Um, so what we're looking to do is to find somewhere on the Great Western Highway, anywhere really from Springwood through to uh, Mount Vic, a dead tree uh, that we can paint blue. And if you see or you know of a spot we would really appreciate uh, you letting me know. Again, you can do that through uh, the website or you can text message me 0404 And uh, the chief has assured me he'll, he'll hold the ladder steady whilst I'm up the tree. And, and bear in mind, it's got, it has to be a dead tree. We can't paint, of course, uh, trees that are alive. Um, yeah, and look, I know I'm 70, so I'm not allowed by law to climb a ladder anymore. Oh, really? No. And they're uh, widowmaker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? The uh, the compere on uh, on the music show. Um, he, Molly uh, Meldrum. Molly, well, yeah, he had Molly. a massive stack, didn't he? Yeah, he had a massive stack. Yeah, so look, uh, just during the break, as I said, we, we not necessarily do we have a, a format, if you like, when we have guests that come on. I like it to come across more authentically um, just a natural thing. So uh, today, we're pretty much winging it, aren't we, mm, Bodes? Yeah, we just yeah, thought we'd yeah, talk yeah. about a few things. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, I'd, I wouldn't I'd, mind talking about forgiveness of self. Yeah, that's okay. Let's go into that. Let's, what have you got for us? Well, what, what I've been thinking about, and, um, and I did a little bit of reading, but, but I think what's true is that all of us have some... Um, We've done things that we don't feel that great about, you know, that uh, it's events in our lives that in which we have acted um, incorrectly or, um, you know, with anger or with violence or um, overrode others' needs um, in favour of our own exclusively, those sorts of things. You know, we've all, we've all made mistakes. The kind of idea um, that um, in a modern sort of world, we're so encouraged to um, abide by the laws um, or to act well. Um, but the truth is the human condition is that we all make mistakes, that we all fall over. So I want to talk about um, um, particular events that we've done and how they can linger as regrets or as guilt um, or as unsavory events in one's life in which one cringes 
falls in on oneself mm. um, and loses that spark to live or to um, um, be able to acknowledge, you know, the reality of, of making mistakes. And um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a program um, called the Forgiveness of Self. And what it's encouraging people to do is to work through um, these big events that have occurred in a way that ultimately restores your self-respect. Right. So it's not necessarily about making amends with um, the um, people that one may have injured um, in, in terms of behaviour. Or impacted on, yeah, okay. Or impacted upon. Um, but, it, but it is to actually allow you to restore a sense of self-valuing um, yes. so that you're no longer in that sort of contracted place whether either you're going to repeat the behaviour mm. um, or you're just never going to show up in life anymore. You, mm. uh, you're unwilling to take risks because you've been so battered by your own um, acting out. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, well, I'm, I, I was an enormous offender of that, as you know, and I've, I've mentioned uh, and a number mentioned of, yeah, 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 of yeah, times. Yeah. And sorry yeah. to, to no, come no, in, no. but uh, just for those who, 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 who aren't aware, uh, when my marriage subsequently broke down back in 2013, um, uh, you know, I, I, I take uh, ownership of creating um, many of the things that happened, both from my wife and, and myself. Uh, but but I, I, I strongly today stand by the fact of, of, of taking 80% of, of what happened. And... Um, I got, uh, my anger was something that, uh, extremely uh, scary, uh, not just to others, but to myself. And I, uh, back in 2013, when, you know, I found out a few things, I, I, I actually put everything I'd ever purchased for my wife into the swimming pool. Um, I think I put that much stuff in the pool, it, it overflowed. Um, so you can imagine there was, there was a, lot, a lot of stuff that had gone in there. And of course, yeah. it was throughout the course of the next three years, it was a real, you know, obviously the, the action is the guilt, but the emotion is the shame. And behind, that's of course behind that anger for me. Now that may be similar for, for other men, but for me, that shame really turned into a deep sadness. And I would often... I'd find it hard to look at myself mm -hmm. and, or even compliment myself. Uh, I actually got up to 112 kilos, so I, didn't eat, I wasn't eating well. And this is um, on top of you know, being told by a cardiologist that you've got to you know, give yeah. up smoking, all these types of things. And I was just doing the opposite. It was self-sabotage, if you'd like. Um, mm -hmm. and, and the only way for me that I found to overcome that was... And, and I'm not saying that this is the right way, and I'll get your advice on this, mm -hmm. but, but for me was to take ownership of it. Right. So Absolutely. I, I actually wrote something to my wife, ex-wife, I beg mm -hmm. your pardon, mm -hmm. in regards to that. Mm -hmm. And it was an apology of some sort, but it was more or less that, you know, mm -hmm. I should not have done that and what I did was wrong. I actually had a, 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 a protection or an, a, a violence order okay. put okay. against me. And, yep. and of yep. course, you can imagine that for that next year, I, I didn't believe I deserved that. Um, there's not a day that's gone by in the last two or three years where I felt I didn't deserve it. And it, I, it was something that, you know, it was mm -hmm. an act of violence and, mm -hmm. and it, it, it was rightly so. But from that, 
I've learnt to self-forgive. Okay, but that took me some time. And, and I, I sometimes learn things a lot longer. It takes me a lot longer than other people. But from that, I learned to be self-forgiving. And then I found that once I could forgive myself, I could then forgive others. Wow. But I found it difficult to forgive people. Or yes. I, yep. and, and, and I'm talking things with you know, my father, my brother, my family, and, and, and mm. some friends of mm. mine. Mm. And, and I deeply hurt them, and, and I mm. felt they deeply hurt me. But I found I had to work on myself first, to mm. forgive myself. Mm. And um, it, it certainly it wasn't an easy thing, um, but it, it's something that, it's like anything, if you stick to it, and if you, your heart's in it, um, uh, and, I, and I wanted to overcome that. I wanted to become a better man. I wanted to become Absolutely. a better man and yep. then a better father. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, yep. uh, you know, I've, fe I've felt particularly over the last 18 months that I've been able to do that. Oh, look, I think it's fantastic, you know, ownership. You know, ab absolutely. You wanted to take ownership of the behaviour, you know, the, uh, the eruption of energy. And um, you know, I think that, that well, this particular sort of program looks at responsibility. I cause pain. Um, I've, I left my children or abandoned um, the wife or that person or I stole the money or, you know, whatever the, the behaviour was that caused mm. an injury. So taking responsibility, not hiding behind defences, or she made me do it, or the, you know that usual stuff. P that putting blame. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And, and it's not easy to get to, to that place. I, no. I must emphasise that. So I'm, I'm not saying that uh, any of this work is easy. To take responsibility, to take ownership, um, requires a bigger heart than than the, than the, um, the energy that came through that caused their behaviour in the first place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one has to, in, um, you know, take ownership to take stock to actually say, yeah, the buck stops with me, you know. Um, and um, that is the beginning sort of point of re-engagement, mm. either with oneself or with the others that one caused mm. the injury to. Mm. Mm. And, and they are steps of uh, renewal and retrieval um, and ownership. And in so many spheres of existence, um, you know, that's the first step is to take mm. responsibility. Mm. The next step this program sort of kind of looks at is, uh, so the, what's the feelings that come, when you take responsibility, what are the feelings that come with it? So initially one can feel hatred, self-hatred, um, self, uh, that you caused an injury, that there's no hope of reconciliation, that um, you're burden, always going to, yeah, 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 all of that, that you're yeah. always going to be a loaded gun, a hair trigger, um, a person that blows up a volcano. And these can um, lead to, you know, ultimately very dangerous situations, for, particularly for men. Ab absolutely. And men, that's, that's the initial pathway towards saying, well, maybe I'm better off not being on the planet. You mm. know what I mean? That kind mm. of thinking, stinking thinking can actually start to sort of consolidate. Um, and, um, and so to, to sit with the feelings of remorse... Mm. Um, uh, at the behaviour that has occurred um, to allow the tears to prick your eyes to allow the embarrassment to flood your being um, to allow um, what am I thinking here um, or what I should be feeling here mm. um, is to um, guilt, guilt you know we're so quick to actually say well don't feel guilty a dose of guilt ain't necessarily a bad a, thing no. if, if it takes you into remorse if it takes you into a place of 
I want to do something about it. I, do, I want to do something better. I want to become, as you said, Brad, mm. a better man. Mm. Um, you know, they are important pathways to glimpse. And if guilt is that energy um, that enables you to get to another level of thinking, mm. uh, bring it on. Mm. Bring it on. I, I think that's a, 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 a terrific point, to be able to sit with the emotion yes. of, of process, I yeah. guess, is, is a good way of putting it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, I, I think it's important as well to note that it's very difficult to try and or to believe, if you like, that you can do it on your own. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I tried that, and, and I'm not saying that other people can't, mm -hmm. but I think it's important that you have a therapist if you're doing that, or you're seeing, or you have a, a good partner, or a good friend, someone that you can talk mm -hmm. openly about this, that you can then sit with that person and have that emotion that you can share. They're not necessarily absolutely. share that emotion as, as far as, oh, that's what they've done. I'm talking about maybe from an action you may have done to somebody else. Yes. Because that, that is a pathway, again, to use one of your words, that yep. is a pathway of ultimately becoming of that, you know, higher self-forgiveness or, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, that, that's what worked for me. I, you know, I, I was lucky. I had a very close friend that's helped me that over stood the with past. you? Oh, wow. mate, through thick and thin. And, okay. And, and believe me, I'd, I'd be very surprised if there was anyone out there that, <laughs> that was worse than I was. I, at times, mate, I was, there's only me, I'm only, you know, naught to 100 or, or yeah. down. There's no middle yeah. ground. And I've had to learn to become, if we want to use the word we use for Matt, to become grounded. Yes, um, yeah. And, and for me, I had to, you know, work with a therapist, I had to work with doctors, I had to work with this uh, good friend of mine. Yes. And, and, it was, and it took a long time, but it's important to know that it, 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 I used to hate, sorry, I used to hate that saying, mm. um, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. Um, because during in that stage when you're there, you just want to, and get there. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, okay. I'll just Where's the, the light? I, can't I put the it. dump button on then. <laughs> um, I, but you know what I mean. Mm. But but it is, and I, and I say it now because it is a great healer time. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, and, and through that process, that mistakes you learn from them. Um, sometimes it, I'd have to learn after making the same mistake four or five times. Um, and I often say they're the greatest things in life. And Gary. The chief says, provided you learn from them. Yeah. But, but <laughs> that's that's which, the rider, isn't well, it? That's, well, that's the killer. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I still make, sometimes I still make the same mistakes, but I think that that's the important thing is to be able to sit with another person in that. Absolutely. In, absolutely. That, in that feeling of, of absolute shame. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. But no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. If you stay in your own stuff and attempt to sort of nut it out, that classic idea that a man retreats into a cave, it's a metaphor, he retreats into himself, he doesn't talk to anybody, doesn't look at anybody, he just carries this terrible sort of affliction yeah. inside his soul, he ain't going to be here on this planet for very long. No. Because uh, that's untenable. That's, uh, yeah. uh, that, that's, uh, that's a form of self-hatred and self-talk that's so embittered, so... Yeah so enfeebled um, that ultimately um, it, uh, one starts to move towards, I can't carry this burden, it's too, it's too, it's too great, so I'm, I'll check out. So that, yeah. that disintegration, if you like, um, uh, by reaching out, 
by exploring the one's vulnerability and overcoming that fear and yeah. overcoming that fear yeah. of uh, of um, annihilation mm. um, you know as you've so well said oh, um, is, is, a, is, a, is is part of that recovery is mm. part of it's part of coming to a place of restoration now restoration can often be thought of as you know going to the person that you've injured mm. um, and, mm. and said, I want to make amends, you know, mm. what can I do here? How much money can I pay? Um, how can, how, um, you know, what amends can I make and that sort of stuff. But restoration, that includes that, of course, as an, as an option, but restoration is also about coming back into your own mm. self, self, into your own place of self-respect. And comfort that, yeah. Yeah, and be able to look at yourself in the mirror mm. without flinching or without blazing with anger. Yeah. Um, um, but actually having kind eyes on your own uh, 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 woundedness or, and, and others' wounds, having kind eyes. Because if you can't look at yourself, you're going to be glancing at other people furtively mm. and you're going to be imagining all sorts of things that people are saying and thinking about you. Mm. Um, and that sh that's a shrinkage. Mm. That causes shrinkage. So you mm. have to have kind eyes on yourself and you have to have a valid sense that you exist mm. in order to show up in the world. So I'm working with, with a young guy whose core belief is that um, anything that he does say um, is of no value and, and it's weird um, and therefore he doesn't say anything. So he lives in the on the peripheral of life, not engaging. Right. Yeah? Right. As a recipe for um, extinction. So he's basically analysing what he's thinking before he's, you know, goes and acts and, and, and judges. And, and he and judges. He's, that's there's not... There's a whole lot of talk pre-talk going on that's convinced him that he's got nothing to say. Yeah, so, words, so words for him um, are um, al almost like enemies in his mouth. So he, if he says something, how's it going to be received? And so he's become socially avoidant. He doesn't connect. He's mm. 15. Mm. So he's in mm. that time, most vulnerable time, oh, of trying to become, you know, trying yeah. to enter into the adult world with no words. So it's a lonely place. Oh, yeah. Thank God his mum and dad have woken up to the fact that he needs some help um, and he's starting to forage within himself for words yeah. um, to describe himself mm. without worrying mm. that um, I'm going to have a judgment on what mm. he says. Mm. So, we're, so, so yeah. words, so the power of words, the power of wording something um, is what he's starting to work with and starting to have a bit more confidence in that he has words Beautiful. to describe that. something of himself and yeah. something of where he'd of like value. to go to. Yeah, yeah? Beautiful. something of value. Well, mate, a huge kudos to, as you say, to the parents, but to that young man. He's, uh, he's and not, to this young man. He's, he's not alone. And he's not, he's you, not alone. You know, I, I, was, I was told, not much older than that, you know, that I, I had some things that I needed to, to deal with and, and to accept. I, I didn't come across and accept them until I was 42. Okay. I'm 46 now. Okay. Yep. Uh, and I was yep. told a number of times. So it's never too late. But I think it's important that, you know, you get there if you can yep. and you can have... I mean, it, it, extremely uh, fortunate for this young man that he's got yourself as the therapist. I want to share something just quickly, and I can't name a name, but I did a talk a couple of months ago uh, for clubs New South Wales and there was yep. a, a number of clubs that were involved in that about mental hygiene, mental health hygiene. And anyway, uh, 
I went for a drive through the country and I stopped in and I saw this chap. Um, he was the CEO of mm. the club. And um, I shared part of my story. He wanted to, to know a little bit more about myself. We, we have a, a good mutual friend. Um, and uh, he's, he's my age, he's 46. Um, mm. You know, two kids had just come back from a break. And uh, he had said to me prior for me leaving, he said that he had thought about or made plans to commit suicide mm, mm. and uh, subsequently had laid off from the COVID uh, 32 staff with mortgages and families as you know I mentioned earlier in the show and I'm sitting down in the center of this club with this uh, this incredibly beautiful man there's no other words for mm, him mm, and mm. He, he describes and talks about his staff and and just how their family and a lot of times you get told when you go to work or business never take things personally and, and, and i'm not one of those people i mm. can't i find you know when i was in real estate someone gives you the keys to their home that's about as personal as it gets sure but when yeah. you're a ceo uh, you know you can either go one way of being you know narcissistic and and offloading duties and thinking you rise above or you can be involved which is what this ultimately fellow is and Fantastic. behind him was the, the the cafe and in front of us was the bistro and then there was the bowlers and mm. then there's probably 40 or 50 people in the club and he he went through and told me so and he just completely broke down and there was a man that he, he told me just how angry he he became initially from this situation mm. Um, mm. and uh, where he was there was no uh, thought of you know the virus being where they are because they're okay. so yeah right uh, and it was only really in 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 the towns that's where they were there were, were breakouts but and he he laid off these people and he he just completely teared up and it, and I'm talking enormously and I just wanted to get over there and give the bloke a hug but mm -hmm. I'm sitting opposite him and I could feel every emotion from the stages that he had gone to and for a man to feel that he can do that one-on-one -on -one either over the phone or just sitting in a room but to do that in a room with these 40 or 50 people and you know we're in the mm -hmm. center of the room mm -hmm. that that's strength that's that is that strength. is, yeah. that is absolutely. courage absolutely and and he has no uh you know fear as far as other people seeing how he was mm, and, mm. and and i left that's what i took away from that it wasn't wow. just the fact that he could sit with those emotions and share that and bear in mind i'd never met this guy i'd only spoken to him once before um you know after th this uh, talk mm, i did mm. and you know i just thought to myself man that's that is something and and that's you know perhaps why he's running the club and and the staff had been there for so long but you know a, a terrific point as you say to mm. be able to sit there in, in that comfort and, and share that you know uh, of that emotion and, and know not to self-judge um, that's yeah. a big thing for that's us a, that's a, it is a big all thing. the way from 12 to <clears throat> to 80. yeah yeah know? yeah absolutely absolutely and people sometimes think that you know, are, are we veering into excusing the behaviour um, or um, um, paying more attention to the perpetrator than to the victim? Mm. Look, th there is no truth or right or wrong or it should be this or should be that. Um, 
but I've come to the conclusion in my own journey um, that this idea that one is living a life purely for others, it's an attractive idea. It seems to be a currency um, in um, fundamentalism or in self-help books, you know, that you um, open yourself to, to, um, to everybody, that you have no um, particular interest of your own or uh, particular attributes or um, that you have to live a selfless life. And I'm, I've come to the conclusion um, that, and I probably brought that idea too, that uh, really I was in the world to be of service to others exclusively. Um, but if you leave yourself out of the picture in terms of self-valuing and self-worth, um, um, uh, then you run the risk of building up such a siege mentality of resentment um, because others aren't following your same path that you'll become a greater perpetrator in your resentment than any sort of acts of charity that you might be giving out to the world. So hold on to yourself. You know, in, in, um, in self-care um, uh, to therapists or people who work with other people, the emphasis is on make sure you're looking after yourself because if you're not looking after yourself, you cannot look after anybody else. So your existence, your maintenance of self is crucial to the maintenance of others. So I can't emphasise that enough. What's interesting is these four steps that we're talking about is the restoration. So that could be um, making amends to the persons or people of, that the injury has been um, uh, done to, but it can also um, mean restoration to values that ultimately are about respect to self and others. So it includes that component mm. of self and others. And these are indivisible realities of existence, yourself and others, yourself mm. and others. And we, get, we keep reinforcing that, mm. um, that lovely connection to self and others, um, then, you, then I think we have a more realistic sense of us as individuals and us as community. These are concepts that need to be always considered as, um, as inseparable uh, realities that coexist. Mm. Mm. But it's not just community, it's not just self. Mm. It is a combination of that. And what's interesting is that the fourth step of this program, which is the first one is responsibility, the second one is remorse, the third one is restoration, the fourth one is renewal, coming back out of one's disintegration or one's expiration or like Job sitting in the ashes, mm. it's coming out um, and becoming, re-establishing oneself in the world mm. and, in, and, in, and inside oneself and undertaking to become a more powerful person, a more, a more powerful person in response to others mm. um, and in response to oneself. Mm. So renewal. And I think Matt's poem talks to that renewal. Yes. You know, you come out of that sort of an introspection, that yeah. darkness, mm. that withering mm. of, of reality well, for Self-worth and uh, judgment, you know, and my worthy... This yep. year, and yeah, to, all to that sort of that. stuff. And then, he be, and then the light, the sun yeah. shone on his eyes and started mm. to call him yeah. to come out of that pit yeah. of suffering, that pit of, um, of woundedness, mm. um, and respond to the bird call 
respond mm. to the flowers um, and, uh, and, and recommitting again to life. That's beautiful. Yeah? Beautiful. Beautiful, mate. So those mm. themes of renewal. Mm. So I'll say that again. Responsibility, remorse, restoration, and renewal as if, an act of self-forgiveness. I wonder if you, you could put yeah. that together for me and, and we'll get that up on the website. Absolutely. You might have um, each week a, a little Bodhi's bio or Bodhi's journal, um, which would be, you know, terrific because it's, um, you know, uh, it's, we're, I'm just so ever fortunate to have, um, you know, you, what you have to offer uh, for, for the listeners, Bodes. It's... You know, um, you. It, it's very, very much appreciated. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening right now that, are, that will agree with me. I, I, we have to go to just to a quick break. Yep. Um, but whilst we do that, I thought of uh, this young man. And um, my, I said I'd say hello to my mother today. My mum, um, my mum has some OCDs. And uh, I, I used to always go to my mum's place. And, you know, she has the pantry all set up and up, you know, things turned the right. I always go in there and turn them around. Okay, ah, ah. and uh, you know, I, I I used to always say it's Daniel, my brother. Um, but but here's a song. Uh, uh, the the artist, uh, the band that wrote it is Jimmy Eat World. It's a terrific song, and um, I, I I I put this song. It's my brother singing. I put this song mm. for this young 15 year old mm. because the words in this song have terrific meaning. Uh, it's a men's mental health show. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, don't write yourself off yet It's only in your head you feel left out Look down on Just try your best Try everything you can don't you worry about the tell themselves and you're away. It just takes your time. back everybody uh men's mental health show uh, it's uh coming up close to uh 10 past 12 believe it or not uh we're sitting at a, a lovely eight degrees uh but that uh I, I pay no attention to that i never do I, whenever i'm on weather zone i always just go what does the feel like temperature say okay yeah, that's yeah, three, yeah. And half. three and a half uh so that's really what the the temperature is uh three and a half degrees how, how wonderful is that 
It's good to be where we are. I think we got the air conditioner on. I'm not sure. No idea, mate. No idea. Yeah, it's warm enough. We're pretty warm with our conversations. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Absolutely. I've forgotten the temperature. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I just got a message actually. This come in also to remind people, of course, another thing that the chief uh, Gary Sims um, gets involved in. Of course, he's he's the ambassador for R U A K. Yeah. He's down. uh, You know, he's inspector down there at uh, the local. local area command at uh, Windsor. Um, a, a terrific man for everything he does. I just, you know, I don't think he gets a, a moment to, to sit still, to be honest. But uh, as I said, ambassador for RUAK, he also does the walk and talk up here at Blackheath, uh, Gubbard's Leap. Um, and also he's doing the Play-Doh drive, which uh, I've just been told is still on. Uh, information of that you'll find on the Facebook page, Men's Mental Health Show. Um, and also to don't forget our new website, men's. The, it's not the. It's just mensmentalhealthshow.com. Um, and terrific uh, website there. We'll also put uh, the four steps that uh, Bodes has just been talking about in relation to uh, self forgiveness. Um, and we might try and get something every week. I think because sure, you, you come with uh, some uh, a great amount of knowledge that you, mm-hmm. you bring uh, that you you know, you, you, you think uh, of what uh, to add. So we'll put that in there. I don't know. We'll, we'll give it a good title of Boats Inside. Sure, absolutely. Something. No, so I'll think of something. Much yeah. appreciated. Yeah, yeah, no worries. What else did you have well, look, thought about to talk uh, about today uh, for uh, us, Boats? I want to do a shout-out to uh, Christopher Smith. Um, he set up a thing called uh, Mountains Men Against Violence. Terrific. Through the uh, Belong Neighbourhood Centre. Um, which is an amalgam of, I think, Lawson, um, Black, uh, no, uh, Katoomba, and uh, Lower Mountains Neighbourhood Centres. So it's now under the Belong Neighbourhood Centre. And a really, um, you know, powerful uh, community-based organisation in the mountains, providing all sorts of services uh, Mm. to do do with um, uh, people, men, women, um, children that run programs, and have a high visibility in the, within the mountains. So mm. Christopher Smith is one of the workers up there, and he's formed this coalition called, um, again, Mountain Men Against Violence. And basically, it's it's um, you know inviting um, men um, who want to understand something about uh, uh, power and control and violence and mm. anger and mm. and to, and responsibility in terms of relationships, so that our domestic violence rates in the mountains actually starts to. Uh, shrink on the basis of um, um, a profile and a place where men, um, you know, can take up their issues. He's also formed a partnership with the, um, what do we call it, the uh, Blue Mountains Women's Health Centre with uh, Cherie Brandon, um, and they're starting to work together a program um, to resource and educate men on um, issues pertinent to domestic violence. Um, so can other men join or uh, yes, attend, men, yes, and, and then yes, you know? Absolutely. I guess I guess the big thing is is the other men that are there. Do they are they sharing their own experiences of um, what they were and how they've become? Uh, Look, I'm not entirely like, sure um, yet of, of the structure, except that because um, I missed out on the first meeting right. of, via Zoom. Um, but there is a, um, a number of resources available on that Zoom um, meeting right. um, that are to do with um, uh, understanding what the, you know, how domestic violence actually can sort of kind of occur. Mm. 
Um, we might put that up as well. Yeah, I think yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I think I'd, I'd like to invite both of them to come on the program. Let's do to, that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To actually profile yeah. um, their uh, strategic response right. um, to domestic violence. And one of the concerns has been obviously that with COVID and the you know, you know the uh, shutdown or yeah. the, break, the, um, the lockdown, mm. and it may well be imminent for us here mm. in New South mm. Wales if the numbers keep um, are, are rising up. And yeah. it's always a focus in my practice, you know, how the mental health implications of this lockdown and the anxieties that come with it. But the, what the concern is that um, will it maybe lead to an escalation in, in domestic violence events um, because, yeah. yeah, yeah, alcohol related stuff and all, and all, and the pressure. Um, if there's no work of um, income and um, always been in the house together, there's no. I locked you know in with kids. So you know, yes, yeah, uh, that, that sort of stuff. Yeah, so. Um, so I think this is a marvellous um, community development model um, mm. to raise um, uh, an understanding about domestic violence uh, um, and to actually sort of look for forging partnerships with all sorts of uh, um, organisations within the mountains in order to intensify the conversation. Right. And the conversation, um, my understanding is that it's not about blaming, but it's actually about empowering. Yeah. yeah, terrific. Good yeah. words, yeah. powerful Absolutely. words, affirmative words. And yeah. um, I, I think that's impertinent, particularly to us as men. Yeah. Um, yeah. Empowering. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not sort of saying that not to, to women. I just find that it's more effective. I found that if you are empowering, self empowering for men, yeah. particularly yeah. if yeah. there's there yeah. that, that opportunity where another man's prepared to share his then you're, you're probably more likely to open up yourself. Yes, um, absolutely. And if you're doing that, then you're, you're more likely yeah. to change or, or accept and change. I, and I would emphasise that the empowerment is not just uh, actually focused on men, but also their relationships. So it's oh, a, yeah. it's a, it's a, right. it is a, an empowerment of, of, of mm. the reality that we are relational, that we mm. live in a relational world, mm. that men aren't on their own. Um, we become predators if we think that we're on our own, oh, yeah. and uh, and we're the world authority on anything to do with existence. We're not, um, you know. So we owe much to our partners, to our women mm. partners, um, and, and same-sex partners. Um, you know, to, to for the same manner. And we yeah. all have shit times, man. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the, Absolutely. I mean, look, to say that I don't know, I do know a couple, of maybe only two, folks <laughs> I know that I think are probably perfect, but <laughs> no one is. No one is. No, no, no one is. No. One bloke I know is perfect. He's a chap called Paul Vanderstraten. He's an incredible man. He, he, he works so hard on his marriage, and then he works so hard with his kids, and then he works so hard with his work, but he's just, he structures it. He's organised. Okay. But okay. Uh, he loves that. And I, I, I don't see that when I, when I look through other friends' relationships. And, and I often say uh, to him, you... you you're a terrific role model for everybody. He's a role model for me, I, as for being a partner. I've mm. learned so much from him. Mm. And that's a great thing to do. I think that this type of organisation is, uh, you know, mm. ultimately there is for men to have a role model or someone that they can sort of say, well, I can relate to that. Um, absolutely. And, and that's, that helps greatly. Yeah, you know. absolutely. So shout out to Sherry Brandon yeah. and Christopher Smith. Absolutely. And all the men who have put their hands up um, to join the organisation and um, and start to explore accountability, um, but also explore um, the pathways towards um, uh, um, empowerment. I, I thought I'd follow with a uh, a poem. 
from Jack Gilbert. Jack Gilbert um, is, is, is no longer with us, but he was a, a poet that um, really shunned any status. Um, he lived uh, um, very simply. He never wanted to make a name for himself, um, but he wrote some very beautiful poetry. And I found this poem uh, via uh, Peter Vincent, who's a, um, a, a journalist uh, at a Wagga. Very interesting woman, very powerfully informed. Uh, she writes some beautiful haiku herself. Anyway, she gave me this poem, um, and, I, and, and I will read it. Um, awesome. What the poem is, is called is Failing and Flying. Right. And it's an exploration of um, that things do end, uh, the change is a constant in our lives, um, and if we keep on trying to hold on to an idea of perfection, um, mm. we are forcing people into places where, where um, mistakes can't happen, and that's a form of totalitarianism. Yeah. Yeah? Oh, 100%. All right. Mm. So mm. here's Love the part. Everyone forgets that Icarus also flew. It's the same when love comes to an end or the marriage fails and people say, they knew it was a mistake, that everybody said it would never work, that she was old enough to know better. But anything worth doing is worth doing badly. <laughs> like being there by that summer ocean on the other side of the island while love was fading out of her. The stars burning so extravagantly those nights that anyone could tell you that they would never last. Every morning she was asleep in my bed, like a visitation, their gentleness in her like antelope standing in the dawn mist. Each afternoon I watched her coming back through the hot stony field after swimming the sea light behind her and the huge sky on the other side of that. Listen to her while we ate lunch. How can they say the marriage failed? Like the people who came back from Provence and said, it was pretty, but the food was greasy. Mm. I believe Icarus was not failing as he fell, but just coming to the end of his triumph. Beautiful. Yeah, it is. You know, a, a recognition that endings or uh, our, our glib sort of grabs of, well, that didn't work, or um, you know, uh, that idea of failure, and then going into mm. a, a deep disrespect. What his poem is saying, but we listened to each other as we came to our ends, and we were deeply respectful. Mm. And I loved those moments, mm. but I knew something was coming to an end. He, yeah, it, you could foresee that this wasn't going to last. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and yeah, didn't that's what I got from it. Didn't, didn't act, act and, 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 and know, let it go. In um, a destructive way or whatever. That's right. Maybe, as we were talking earlier, it didn't feel he had that self-worth. He knew that it, it, it wasn't, perhaps that was... Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Yeah. I think we could put that up. I think, we could put uh, that up too. But, I, I, you know, Jack <laughs> Gilbert, good on you. Um, and I, and I, I, was, I was inspired by the fact that he never really promoted himself. He, did, he, he, he was a man who shunned um, you know, a, a, public and, and a public face, mm. um, but he wrote some of the um, um, most insightful sort of poetry that I felt was worth sharing that. Mm. Um, oh, thanks, Buzz. No worries. <coughs> 
Yeah, I think uh, we might just just uh, head off to a, a quick break before coming back towards the, the back end of the show. Yep. Uh, yep. Men's Mental Health Show, uh, of course, the website, mensmentalhealthshow.com. Uh, you can also uh, get a, a look of uh, some of the things on my Facebook page, which is Bradley Spillane. That's B-R-A-D-L-E-Y, and Spillane is S-P-I-L-L-A-N-E. My page is public. Uh, please friend me. Uh, please pass uh, any and all uh, what you um, have learnt or listened to today. Uh, when the podcast goes up, share it. Uh, there's also uh, the men's, it's actually the men's mental health show, and that's the Facebook page as well. Um, you know, we've got uh, a terrific um, um, uh, guest w uh, with me, or, or member of the show, Bodhi Marsden, and Bodhi's, a, of course, a psychotherapist down here at um, uh, Wentworth Falls, and he can be contacted on 0424. 416-969-0424-416-969. And if you've got any questions, of course, just uh, text me, 0404 and uh, or, or leave a message uh, through the website or, or on any of the uh, podcast platforms. And I think uh, the show is actually going across, uh, it's close to a dozen platforms now, so... Um, it's good that if we, uh, if we can share this with our group because uh, mental health, as you know, it's, a, it's, it's quite a serious issue, particularly at the moment in the times that we're living in. Um, and there's a lot there for, for all of us, really, uh, to learn from, and uh, as you've heard today so far. Uh, I just wanted to say a quick shout-out to, to my old man. I'm not sure he, he listens, but uh, he's been in hospital for the past uh, eight days, just got home yesterday. Uh, g'day, Dad. Uh, glad you're at home, mate. And... Um, uh, he's got a terrific bunch of people down there at Berry who've, I think he was saying four or five different uh, families or friends have, have all made meals for him. Wow, so, uh, you know, as I said to him, I said, look, he said, isn't that lovely? I said, well, no, I, I think it's more so a reflection of the person you've become. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that's yeah. a, it's a nice thing that, you Beautiful. know, it's from all the love that you've given out, you get back in return. That's yeah, the no, way absolutely. it goes. Which, which leads us into what we've been talking about at the break. And, uh, um, anger, um, and um, the, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm quite open about some of my issues that I had with, had, and, and still have. Mm, I still, mm. um, I actually, when we're talking about shame, and um, you know, I refer to guilt as being more so the action, and shame as the emotion, mm. as like whether that's right or wrong. But um, I, I see my son. I go into Sydney, and and. If I drive in there and back, I'm, I'm a different person in one day. If I do it in one day, I just can't do it. Uh, I, I get uh, quite uh, quite flustered. I just I see some of the things I see on the road. So, yeah, footpaths or in shops or... Uh, I don't know where everyone's going. Uh, mm -hmm. And since being in the mountains for the last five years, I've, I've really slowed my life down. Wow. Um, and he used to be, a, you know, an estate agent and a lead singer for 16 years in a band, so... You know, I lived a fast life um, mm -hmm. during those times. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I certainly played the role of what I see down there. But I, I, I just don't know where everyone's going. Um, you know, you get people that just do some ridiculous things and, and, and it does, it gets me flustered. And I was talking to uh, another chap, former officer of police, uh, Matt Ransom, um, who drives a taxi. And um, he, he tells me that he, he just sometimes, he just, he, he gets irate. Um, you know, and mm -hmm. you know, and it's good that we can share that because I can feel his pain and anger. And when I say that, it, anger can be a pain. Um, 
but uh, you've got something that you want want to add to that because um, you know uh, something that hopefully I can learn from as well as you know some other men and, and women out there. Mm. Well, uh, absolutely. I think anger um, is um, a universal. It's a, it's a means by which we register that something's not right. I guess all, uh, the the question is um, so you can't change that. We can't change our, our ability um, to apprehend the world and to have some. Um, some response to it, some visceral uh, from our body response to that. But the question does become um, that um, what do we do with that anger? Um, do we get drawn into an escalation or do we get drawn into an exploration? Let's explore that. Let's explore that. <laughs> but I wanna, I'll explore that through this interesting little um, excerpt uh, from a Zen master. Um, it's an old story. Uh, probably the best stories are the old, old ones. Um, and, uh, and I'm also thinking about the turning the other cheek story in the Bible, um, in the Sermon on the Mount, um, when Jesus says, you know, if a man buffets you on this cheek, offer him the other one. Mm. Um, and I've, I've, I've always wrestled with that. Oh, God, I can't, uh, nah, I don't Easier I said can, than done. I, I, I'm not sure I can do <laughs> yeah. that. You know, I'm not sure yeah, what yeah. that means. But I think, um, you know, at, at an older age, 70, I sort of kind of get into this understanding that um, if, you, if, if life knocks you or someone actually uh, creates an injury um, at you, do you get drawn into an escalation or do you um, um, move into an expiration? Right. Um, now, this story, um, is, I'll read it out to you. Sure. It's a, a beautiful girl in the village was pregnant. Her angry parents demanded to know who was the father. At first, she was resistant to confess. The anxious and embarrassed girl finally pointed to Hakuin, the Zen master, whom everyone previously revered for living such a pure life. When the outraged parents confronted Hakuin with their daughter's accusation, he simply replied, is that so? When the child was born, the parents brought it to Hakuin, who now is viewed as a pariah by the whole village. So clearly, um, his life had changed. They demanded that he take care of the child since it was his responsibility. Is that so? Hakuin said calmly as he accepted the child. For many months, he took very good care of the child until the daughter could no longer withstand the lies she had told. She confessed that the real father was a young man in the village whom she had tried to protect. The parents immediately went to Hakuin to see if he would return the baby. With profuse apologies, they explained to him what had happened. Is that so? Hakuin said <laughs> as he handed them back the child. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really in that going, that's gotta mean something. I, I, you know, Am I capable of that sort of equanimity, or that ability to say, is that so? So the situation has changed, is that yeah. so? Yeah, I think is the that... easier part there, first of all, is the fact that is that so? not necessarily anything to do with you. Um, that's the easier part, I think. I think the harder okay. part is the parents coming forward, though, and yes. saying, are you prepared to hand that back? Or yes. you, you can relate the story to any matter, really. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I find that it, when other people that are, aren't involved with the story, um, I, I've learnt that it's none of your effing business. 
you know, what's going on between myself and her or myself and him. But it's, it's when it's between myself and that person and, that, and there's that anger issue is where the real issue lies of, of, of forgiveness first. And, and what we spoke about early in the show, mm-hmm. I feel I can't forgive unless I self-forgive first. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. But it, it, what does that resonate with you? Well, I think the story resonates with me um, uh, about change. Um, uh, you know, he, previously the, the master has uh, exemplary life and he's well loved by the village. Um, and then it suddenly changes because he's been accused um, that uh, he's the father of a child. Um, but he's a, his, his response is not um, fear and damnation and yelling and, and an explosion of sort of kind of energy or um, uh, you know, challenging the, the, um, the young woman, he, he, he accepts the change that has occurred within his life and continues to take responsibility for who he is and, and continues to behave within a certain amount of exemplary sort of power. So he accepts the child, starts to raise the child, no doubt forms an attachment to the child. The woman f- uh, you know, finally sort of kind of recognises that she's bleeding and hurting too. Mm. Um, and so she confesses. She says, I've, I've blown it up. And, um, <laughs> um, and, and so the parents now, now want to um, be involved in the child's life and they, are, they plead with the master. And he calmly he hands just, the child yeah. back because now there's a new change again in his circumstance. But I think that capacity to flow um, um, without attachment or without um, getting aroused. Well, I've got my rights. Um, you know, I've looked after this child now for a few months. You know, I have, have your, um, none of that. Yeah. It just goes, is that so? Yeah. So it, it kind of reminds me a little <coughs> bit of uh, Shannon Nevin when he was in with his son. Yes. And, and yep. You know, when his son was going through that stage, obviously the diagnosis of ADD and being put on those amphetamines, but his son then deciding that uh, I'll take more of the amphetamines and not coming home at night, putting fists through walls, and and his dad never, ever, ever confronted him. He never once... Instead, he shed a tear or put his arms around him every time, and sometimes his sons, he wouldn't hug, but every time he came... And for this went on for weeks and Absolutely. weeks and weeks. Absolutely. And that story that he shared mm. of love will always win. Yes. But confrontation, I'm not going, I'm not getting into. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. If you want to put your fist through a wall, you're going to do it, do it. Well I'm said. not going to, and, and, you know, if for anyone who wants to hear that, it's, a, it's two episodes we did. I did one myself with my son, the mm. father and son, but it's the one with Shannon Nevin. Yep. Um, and you were, uh, had yes. the honour of being here I, I, as well. It was a terrific there. show. It was a terrific but show. And I think you, you, you recalling that mm. event, relating it to the story I've just read out. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, is, a, is an act of genius because that was a father's un- unconditional, unconditional oh, uh, um, uh, 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 love and holding of his son. Mm. Despite the son struggling um, and caught up in something, yeah. um, there's no rejection. And it, it doing un- his HSC and yeah, yeah, all, all of that was a beautiful story of, of the un- the power of unconditional love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what yeah. a beautiful thing to, um, <clears throat> you know, the, what's so interesting is that we're all capable of that. We're all capable of rising 
to those levels of unconditionality. Mm. This is not some sort of thing out there that belongs to saints um, and, you know, the few. This is implicit within all of us to mm. rise above our self-interest um, and to come from an unconditional positive regard. Yeah, yeah oh, mate, absolutely. But we talk about the self-forgiveness. But yes. if, if you can rise above and you can manage to do what we're just saying, yep. just the, the euphoria you get from that self-empowerment. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a feeling you'll, you'll never get from anything. Yeah? Yep. It, it is so self-empowering yep. to be able to, uh, I guess, go against everything yes. that you, you feel or your body's pushing towards or the universe. Is, yep. so that's what you do, but yes. you don't. Yes. You, you do give the other cheek. Yep. Um, and, and you know, what, what is to, to just try different things? Try something that hasn't been... Absolutely. Just try something different. Yeah. Maybe if you did that as an exercise between yeah. now and next week, you know, when we have the king on. Um, yes. Local indigenous. Although you want to talk about giving the other cheek. You wait to hear next week's show. And, and we had him on uh, the last show before I went away. Um, yeah. You know, he, he wrote, he posted something the other day. I, I won't go into it because I think he, he may have withdrawn the post. But it was, you know, a situation where, you know, he was basically told to F off and he, he gave the other cheek. Yeah, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's part of the stolen generation, this bloke. And all he gives is, is mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, he's an... He, he's an incredibly entertaining man he's a he's a natural he's, a, he's funny he's unique uh he's a, he's a genius and uh, and and that's something that we've got to look forward to next week Absolutely. which is something good but if between now and then there's something that you can do to try self-forgiveness i guess if you want to take something from today's show give it a crack Absolutely. I really encourage you. And I think you're right. You know, when you, when you transcend your usual pathways or limitations or contractions and you stand in the better, the better part of your, uh, your, uh, your angel self, uh, if I can say it that way, mm. um, you will get a hit of uh, realisation and self-awareness um, of the gift of um, transcending, of, of going beyond your usual mm. responses Amen to Amen to that, brother. Good on you. Yeah. Uh, it's been a great show, Boats. Thanks, mate. Um, it's always enjoyable to, to sit opposite you. I learned so much. Um, and the two poems that you've brought today, of course, one from Matt and one from Zen Master, have been extraordinary. Or yes, I beg your pardon, and, not from uh, Zen Jack Gilbert. Jack Gilbert, I beg That's your pardon. Uh, yeah. um, and the last yeah. uh, 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 excerpt, if you like, from yes. uh, Zen Master. There's, uh, there's been some terrific points that you've brought up today. Um, I've learned a lot. Um, I'll grow from that myself. Uh, as, uh, as I said, the, the numbers and uh, the information we'll put up on the website and on the uh, Facebook pages. Um, and, and thanks for listening, 89.1 RBM FM. Um, and, of course, uh, you can always go to uh, mensmentalhealthshow.com. Um, and we look forward to seeing, or it's not seeing, or listening or hearing listening. Or, or putting on a great show for you next week from 11 a.m. on Tuesday. Thanks once again, Bo. See you next week. No worries. All the best, guys. Bye-bye.